0: Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast, NFL Week 16, 2021-2022 season. Look at that. We are rapidly approaching, I mean, you know, we're in our fantasy playoffs right now, Frank, so, uh, man, these games this week sucked. There were some really bad they were games. Bad. You know, COVID pretty much just fucked, <laughs> fucked everything. We got two Tuesday games happening right now. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how I did on picks. I mean, I did pretty well, picks-wise. You know obviously Arizona and Tampa Bay are the two that yeah boom. yeah but, but hey you got something you want you want to apologize for picking New England huh huh you want to apologize right now go ahead I I'll don't some time. I don't Jonathan Taylor is a grown
1: ass man jeez but let me Christ. tell you something Carson Wentz isn't winning a fucking a playoff game that he is I mean he is he's the white Jameis Winston I'm just gonna go ahead and say it
0: dude I I don't I I don't understand it either because like he'll have games where you're like okay okay yeah yeah Yeah. I see but then he has games like that where he's just missing you know he's missing Michael Pittman their their wide receiver core they need a a massive overhaul they need a lot of upgrades there because they basically have Pittman and that's it (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they don't have any TY Hill. I texted you and I was like, oh, I guess T.Y. Hilton still plays for this fucking team. Like he's he's gone. I mean, it, it's it's bad. But that that interception, that has nothing to do with not having good wide receivers or anything like that. I, I don't I was like, what are you doing? What I mean, what it was a classic Patriots Colts game, except for the fact that the Colts were able to to win it. Yeah. That, that was pretty surprising. Uh but yeah, we'll we'll obviously go ahead and give our our week sixteen picks. Um, we got, I think, Bears are prime time, but they're they're three oh five. They're they're uh, they're a yep. late game, which is you know unfortunate against Seattle.
1: Oh my god, that is yeah. going to be. I just thought about that. That is going to be fucking atrocious. A Matt yeah. Nagy offense versus, I mean, they 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 are on the phone. Him and Pete Carroll are on the phone right now, just so fucking giddy about how bad of an offensive game that's going to be.
0: Sunday, Sunday after Christmas, I, I guarantee I'll probably be hung over in some sort of way. I'm not going to want to watch it. Shit. Well, Chris, Christmas, we have an interesting say. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the game slates. Um, we obviously did not do, you know, again, Frank texted me. I we doing an immediate reaction. And I said, no, there's there's no point. This, that yeah. that was one of the worst football games, regardless of who was playing. That was one of the worst football games I've was ever had bad. to sit through. And, and
1: it's funny because. Uh, like mid-fourth quarter, maybe beginning of the fourth quarter, I hopped on uh, Twitch, was playing some Warzone, still had the game up on my phone, so I was paying attention. And one of my friends that I run with, he's a Vikings fan. And I told him, I was like, dude, this is what scares me about the Vikings. Like, we, we've seen, like, forget the loss of the Lions. It is what it is. It's a game like this where you're clearly better than the other team. Yeah. Why do you only have 17 points? Like, this is like, we, we saw what the Packers did. Like, to me, that's a difference between a great team, a team that has real Super Bowl aspirations and one that's just sort of like middling like the Vikings are. They're going to keep it close against bad teams. They're, you know, they don't know when to put their foot on the gas. And it's like the Packers kind of got slapped in the face in the first half and they're like, oh yeah, let us actually try now and show them that we're better. And it just reeled off 45 points. Like that's what, like the, the, one of the interesting things, I think PFF did this, the, the indicator of Good teams beating good teams isn't all that high in regards to like who can make it further in the playoffs. It's how bad you beat on the bad teams because when two good teams play, one has to lose. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like when you beat the dog shit out of a really bad team and you're a good team, that's like
0: one of the more determining factors of how good of a team you actually are. Well, and and Kirk Cousins, I think he I don't even think he threw for like what, like 90 yards? I don't even know if he got it close was, to, against a was weak second. To, that was like a Bears offensive game plan. Like, like, oh, well, they're going to expect us to pass. So we better run the ball. We better yeah. run the damn rock. And, it, and like, we own
1: Dalvin Cook for some reason. I don't understand yeah. what it is, but like, we can't stop, especially this year. We can't stop anybody with our run yeah. defense has been pretty bad. And we just continue to own that guy. I don't know what it is.
0: It, uh, it, it made me really, really sad that I mean, this is the way that Akeem Hicks' career is going to wrap up with the Bears. Because yeah. I mean, like he he has these games. Like it, it didn't happen frequent enough in the last couple of years because he's just he's been hurt a lot like, as he gets older. That's just what happens. But like when he would make like a you know either either he'd sack her cousins or he'd he'd make a tackle for a loss on Dalvin Cook and he'd stand up and he'd be like he'd be like smiling and he'd be like having fun. And you're like, God damn. This fucking used to be fun. Yeah. Like you remember like even yeah. times in 2019, you're like, <laughs> this, you know, there, there were, there were fun. There was fun times to be had, yep. but I mean, it, it just made it a little more sad. But
1: you, you know, you know what I had the realization of with this defense. And I feel like we're almost reminiscing at this point. There's not much to talk about. I, there's a few things I want to talk about with Justin Fields um, before we get into picks and whatnot. But this team has a lot of top on defense. Anyway, has like very top end talent. Roquan Smith, Stud yeah. Robert Quinn, stud Mac. He's sort of fallen off, but at his height, stud. Um, Jalen Johnson, stud. And then it's like everything underneath just diminishes. You get like, you know, Danny Trevathan, who's just getting old, he's been hurt, Alec Ogletree, who had a couple good games. But think about the really good defenses that we've had in our lifetime with this team. Like, I remember, and this is the way I've always been. Like, I love the superstar guys, Erlach or Briggs, but like, Mike Brown was my guy. He just yeah. the one that like glued it together, you know, and, yeah. and, and people used to laugh at me in 2018, Bryce Callahan was my favorite player on that 2018 team. He was so fucking feisty and good and just was like such a good nickelback. He was good on the blitz. He could go on the outside too. And it's like, those are the types of guys that you need because the studs are always going to be the studs. You can put them on the lions and they're going to be studs. That's just what they do. And it's not the take takeaway from that, but it's like everything. We don't have that. We don't have a, you know, uh. A Mike Brown or even like Atawala Agunlia. No one remembers him from, you know, like when you think about Bears greats, he's not one of them, but he was one of those dudes. Alex Brown was one of those dudes. Like we had just guys who were bona fide players. Yeah. That weren't necessarily like, you know, Briggs and Urlach. They didn't have that name. They didn't have that even maybe talent. You know, not to be disrespectful, but like, but they were very good football players. And we're just missing that. It just goes from like elite to (laughs) <laughs> there's no yeah, there's nothing that holds it holds it together.
0: Yeah, the the Colts the Colts used to have guys um they used to have guys like that all the time. Uh Mike Adams is a, is a name that, that comes to mind. Uh you know, the those guys that like they're not superstar players, but you can always like count on them to make yep. a really, really solid play. Uh, fuck, man. Prince of Mucamara is a perfect example yeah. of that. Yeah. Like, he was an absolute uh, Nick Quikkowski was another name where it's just yep. like they're they're not starters, but they're definitely replacement level players, but they're high end replacement player like yeah. level players like they're and guys that was, that just step in and do their job, you know? Yeah,
1: and, and that was another thing people used to laugh at me with that Denver defense when Peyton Manning was there. Derek Wolf was the guy that made mm-hmm. that defense go on the inside and everyone loved Von Miller and he's a, a stud. He's a Hall of Famer, but without that inside help like that. And he couldn't be double teamed all the time because Derek Wolf would fucking tear up that right guard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's those are the types of dudes that you need to be elite. And you could you could even say that on the offensive side of the football, too. We've never had an elite offense, but this couple years that we did, it wasn't just Brandon Marshall, it was Marshall, Bennett, Forte, um, yeah. uh, Jeffrey. Like we were stacked on offense, and and now we don't have anything like that. Like, you need those guys who maybe aren't the only superstar in that group was probably Forte. Well, Marshall and Forte were, were the superstar. Jeffrey had a couple of good years. And after that, he wouldn't, you know, no one can thought much of him. Martellus Bennett was the journeyman tight end at that point, but they were making plays.
0: Yeah. I And 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 so this is, Frank, something I wanted to talk about with you, because obviously, you know, as we start coming to a close with this uh, with this Bears season for all. Te- I mean, they've been eliminated from playoffs. The season's over, right? And now it turns to okay, well, we both think that Matt Nagy's gone. I think I'm a ninety-eight percent of the Bears fan base probably assumes that Matt Nagy will be fired. I'm sure there's a couple people out there who are like, oh no, you gotta keep him. Look how look how he was throwing that challenge flag at the end. <laughs> Jesus <okay. laughs> Um but but uh I, I I think that the question really turns to Ryan Pace because it's a lot of what you're talking about where there is so much top end talent that he has found through the draft, right? Like he, you know, he, David Montgomery, you know, hats off to him. He, he, he's pretty much their best offensive player right now outside of the quarterback position. Um, You know, the interior of the offensive line is solid, not great. Um, Those are paces guys. Those are guys that pace Ryan pace brought in, right. Um, You know, the wide receiver position, I think there's something there, but they're not. Everyone should be probably gone down a peg, right? So like, Demir Bird isn't a isn't a third wide receiver. He's probably a fourth or a fifth. Yeah. Uh, Darno, you Looney, know Clearly not a wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two, but it's it can be hard to find wide receiver twos that that are yeah. as good as he is. I mean, that's um, the Saints. they
1: couldn't find anyone to put next to Michael Thomas for years, I mean,
0: yeah, you well, their best receiver for the longest time is of Marquise Colston. I think it's he like might a still be, pick, right? Yeah, he, he might still be their best wide yeah. receiver in their franchise history. Um, yeah,
1: but you know, you know what? but speaking really quick, and I know that this isn't the point of it, but really quick about the wide receiver position, i th- that's that's a, a weird evaluation because i think the reason that you're talking about the pegs you're correct but the reason that that needs to be is because Allen robinson hasn't been alan robinson this year so to me it's like how do you grade pace on that you have to give him a plus because he didn't re-sign alan robinson but then you sort of have to give him a minus because you still did give him the franchise tag and he, he's given your team nothing this year yeah. so it's been that that, that is that's going to be tricky i think
0: yeah well and 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 so just you know Looking at the defensive side of the ball as well, Jalen Johnson, that's a great pick. Uh, Roquan Smith. I mean, you just watch him, you know, bust through you know, screens and stuff. like like there's a lot of linebackers who don't do that. Like I would say it's probably yeah. him and Darius Leonard are the two best inside linebackers right now, and it's and maybe Bobby that Wagner. The
1: the 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 uh the dude from from uh the Buccaneers too. I'm blanking on his name.
0: Oh, Devin, Devin white, Devin white. Yeah. That's a stud too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like there's some really, really good ones. And, and Roquan Smith is right at the top. Yep. Uh, you know, even signing Robert Quinn, but this is what I talked about before, Frank, where the, the bears are always one year late to the party. Like if mm-hmm. Robert, mm-hmm. if Robert Quinn had done this last year, I'm not saying they wouldn't have gone on the six game losing or yeah. Six game losing streak. Five was this year. Sorry. I got a little confused. Uh, but, I mean, maybe it does make a day. I don't I don't yeah. know. But Robert Quinn, this is what he was signed to do. So, like, Pace has the right ideas, and, and you see it with NFL GMs. Like, they don't always hit. But, Frank, th- this is my argument against Ryan Pace. I would be okay if he stayed with the Bears, if he didn't get fired, but he was left in some sort of player scouting Role where he like whether it's pro scouting, uh, college scouting, something like that because he can identify players that are top tier. Maybe yep. not you know mid tier. We we don't always hit on that, but he needs to be taking out of a leadership role. And this is yeah. something that that I've I, I really have not liked about him since he's been with the Bears. He basically talks twice a year and then leaves it to the head coach. And I I just don't, I just don't think that's right. I just, I just really, really don't think that's right. Especially because to explain some of the moves that he makes, they don't always seem to fit with what Matt Nagy wants to do on offense. Like they, they sign Jimmy Graham, but Matt Nagy doesn't really use him that much. Or, you know, they sign these super fast wide receivers who can, you know, go down the field, but they don't throw deep balls. So it's like, it, 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 and not having him explain the thought process, I think, has only hurt him when it comes to how Bears fans perceive him because they just don't—they they never hear him. They never hear from what, like, why, what went into the process. There's—it's a lot of guesswork. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think if
1: if he could fall upwards, I mean, I think what you do is make him like the senior director of scouting for the Chicago Bears because. What from what I gathered, people sort of describe the GM position as you're not literally the one scouting every single player out of college, every single free agent. There's different branches for that. And then even to a point, most of most um scouting departments have like a college midwest, a college west, a college south, a college east, and they can even break it up further if they have the money or, or, or the want to do so. So he is only picking between the, the players that have been scouted to be deemed this is a first round this is a second round and they kind of go from there that he he does like the final evaluations of those and obviously it's not to take any sort of blame off him he still made the wrong pick and we can go up and down draft boards and say he should have picked him instead of him that was clearly wrong in hindsight but what i'm saying is with his ability to draft in the third fourth fifth sixth round and get pretty productive players. I think if you put him at the top of that department, you know what I mean? That gets fleshed out even better if he had to fall upwards into this. And he would probably succeed in that. Like that would suit what he does good or or what he does best and really maximize on what he can do. And I think that's kind of what you're saying as well.
0: Yeah, I mean it it, it really is because – one of the best, you know, one of the arguments for keeping Ryan Pace that I hear all the time is, well, he can he can find guys, you know, late in the draft or, you know, look at because there are arguments to be made. He has made some really good picks. He has made some really good signings that have that have worked out to complete a football team. And I mean, you got to remember what he came into, what he had to work with when he, in his first year uh, in, in 2015, like there just wasn't anything on this roster. But again, start looking at some of the other stuff, man. And it's like the Mike Glennon signing, mm-hmm. you know, you, like people forget that that happened. And Grant, like, yes, it was a one year contract, essentially. But he legitimately thought that guy was an NFL starter. And and there I, I still don't understand why. So but then you look at the other quarterback acquisitions that he's made, you know, Mitch Trubisky, obviously, Chase Daniel. Who we thought would could be a solid backup. And then when he had to play, it didn't really work out all that often. Uh, you know, trading for Nick Foles, signing Andy Dalton. It's just like some of these moves, man, it really makes you question if he understands the quarterback position at all. Granted, Justin Fields looks a lot better. However, I think that, that does have more to do with, with Matt Nagy. And that's the, that's the frustrating thing when it comes to Nagy, man, like he, he gets it. He understands who's good and who's not, but he doesn't know how to make it work. Like that's, that's his biggest flaw.
1: Matt Nagy was also the guy who was the front runner to have the, the, the chiefs draft Mahomes. He was like very, very high on, on Patrick Mahomes. And so you know what I've come to the realization, and I don't want to make this about Matt Nagy, you know, very long. I, I think I've put all the pieces together with Matt Nagy and, and why his ego is the way it is when it comes to this. He doesn't want to be a head coach. He wants to be the OC. He wants to be the reason that he wants to be the genius. That's, you know, that we look at Calen Moore, like look at the play. He drew, he wants that. And I think where we've sort of convoluted things and it, And it's not to a fault of anyone, because I still think it's true. He has the qualities to be a really good head coach, but he can't take his fingerprints off of what he really wants to be. He wants to be the play caller. He wants to be the offensive coordinator. But again, those leadership qualities, because not for nothing, still, that still resonates through. This team really hasn't given up, and they have every reason to. They have no reason to play for this guy. He's dead in the water. And I know there's been reports coming out like, oh, like the same rah-rah speeches keep happening. Okay, but y'all still ain't gave up. Y'all were yeah. still in that game last – like if they make the correct call on Darnell Mooney on that and Jimmy Grant catches the touchdown uh, that he should have, that's a tie game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys still haven't given up. So like if he would just sort of shed that and be a head coach, you, we I think we would be having totally different conversations about the guy, but he fucking can't at all.
0: No, no, and you, and you saw it last night because granted, you know – I understand, you know, losing two of your three offensive coordinator or excuse me, two of three of your coordinators to to COVID is tough. I I understand that. But but Matt Nagy taking over play calling to me is unacceptable. And that that can't happen. That that shows that he hasn't he Mm -hmm. hasn't learned anything as a head coach. He hasn't learned that he can't call plays and do everything else that he needs to be doing. It just doesn't work. We saw it. I mean, they scored nine fucking points. Six of those came on the last play. Why can the Bears never just score an easy garbage time touchdown? Like, why? Oh, it's it's so Bears that it's like at the end of the game, you can't just, like, throw one up and he catches it. Yeah, it's, no, it has to be at the fucking goal line yep. where they're like, ah, oh, we should probably review this. Like, it, it it's never easy. Yep. They, they turn the ball over. They start in, like, the, the Vikings 30, and they score zero points. It's like... It's, it's almost, you'd almost be impressed if it wasn't so fucking depressing. Like, it, I know, it's, I totally agree. It, it's crazy, man. But when it comes to Ryan Pace, I think a lot of it is, you know, you see guys like Sam Mustafer or, you know, six round pick like Thomas Graham and these guys kind of come out of nowhere and they, they make these plays and, you know, they, they look like legit NFL starters. And it's like, well, where were they? To me, that that's more on the head coach because that, that's more about him because, Ryan Pace isn't watching every practice, right? He doesn't have, in terms of game day roster control, that that's Matt Nagy. That's his little area, even though they talk about collaboration. But that's it, just not how it works. So he's finding players, I would say, more often than not. There's a lot of NFL teams that have, you know, not as quality top uh, top end talent, right? Like there's... And and that's what's frustrating with the Bears. They could never just seem to put it all together. But again, I don't think that's – I would be okay if Ryan Pace gets fired, right? I, I don't Same. think it would be yep. the end of the world. If they do keep him, it will depend on what they have him do. Yeah. He can't be your GM anymore. He he just isn't good at it. He's bad at roster construction. He's bad with how they spend their money. He's, he's bad at that. Let's just call it what it oh, is. He's 100%. really, really bad at
1: that. 100%. Um,
0: but he's not bad at finding solid players. He's, well, he's I mean, just that, that's what he
1: was in New Orleans. He was a scout there. Like, he was a really good... And I, I remember, like, being impressed at his press conference when we hired him. And he, they were like... They sort of asked, like, what were some of the things you learned? And he's like, I learned to never draft for need. We drafted for the one time I pushed the draft for need, I... Completely fucked up. He drafted like a defensive tackle because they needed one in the second round and he wound up being a monumental bust. But he but he had him very like he was like, I went against my own grades. I had him low. I just we shouldn't have picked him, but I pushed for it and it was what it was. And just sort of hearing his thought process when it comes to that, you know, um, I thought was very impressive. But that's that's sort of where we're at with head coach, too. Just because you're a really good play caller. Doesn't mean you're gonna. And, and I'm not saying this of Nagy. He was, was never a good play caller because he wasn't one in Kansas City, and we didn't know that when we hired him because they didn't yeah. fucking tell us that. But just because you're a good play caller doesn't mean you're gonna be a good at a coach. Just because you're a good scout doesn't mean you're gonna be a good GM. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, to, to one of your points, and this is really the last thing I have. Um, that is still sort of a fault of pace for me as well. I know he's not at every practice. I know he can't necessarily make the exact calls on who needs to be on a roster, but there needs to be a culture setting. There needs to be more of a togetherness, more of a lockstep going, because we've seen the same thing with Matt Nagy, and this is my, my where I landed with him now. He's a glorified offensive coordinator, because when you hear him talk about defensive the uh the defensive coordinator and the special teams, he they're literally the head coach of that unit. He has, he's not even in rooms with them. Yeah. He doesn't care about it. Like he just lets them do their thing. And I think to a degree that can be okay, but you still have to have an overarching philosophy on other things. And like, you know, understand what's happening. And he doesn't, he just wants to be the OC and he's hired people that he has faith that he could have, you know, the defense under control. And, and I think, you know, as we look back at the last few years and how undisciplined this team is, not to say that these coaches, you know, you don't respect a coordinator as much as you do a head coach, but it's different coming from the actual head coach, someone who would be in that sort of um, like a group management versus like, I'm just with this unit of 20 guys, 15 yeah. guys. Yeah. And like Matt Nagy never showed that ability to do that. And then on the same realm, while it is a knock on, on Nagy and, and, and potentially... at least to some degree, uh, a good thing for Pace because we're seeing guys just sort of come up like, hey, where the hell was this guy? Why wasn't Nagy playing him? Well, Pace is the one that brought him in. Pace has to push a little bit more for guys that he brought in if he knows, you know what I mean? Like, if you clearly can tell that Nagy doesn't know that Sam Mustaver should have been playing center last year from day one, something's wrong. Like, you have to be the
0: sitting on the practice squad while Kendall Vildor is getting his fucking ass kicked every week
1: that's my point. Like, we too much.
0: getting his kicked. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's it, it's crazy, man. But I, again, I think this goes to what I, I you and I are kind of on the same page here. It's, yep. it's, it's accountability that, that, you know, we hear talk about culture all the time, but dude, last night, I mean, you got Travis Gibson, just do walking up to a guy, like pushing a fate. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm not mad about the Tevin Jenkins thing. And to me, it just made me, it made me way more irritated that Jermaine Effetti. I don't know I if you just saw. Yeah, that. you I did. saw I was that. just going to say that. Where he pushes Tevin J, Like, come on, man. Like, Jermaine, first of all, you haven't played all year. You have no right to fucking talk to anybody about anything. Second, the season's fucking over, man. Like, what, what do you think you're playing for? Who fucking cares about flags at that point? Stick up for your court. Justin Fields literally said, we need more of that. I like that he did that because Justin yeah. Fields you see he's getting his he's getting his ass kicked. He's sliding and taking fucking cheap. by the way it, it needs to be said. The Vikings have been for a while uh if you recall Paris Campbell last year he took a shot to the knee by Harrison Smith and that cost him an entire season. Vikings are a dirty team. They they were they were having some cheap fucking shots on defense last night that
1: I mean, they broke Aaron Rodgers' collarbone a few years ago. Yeah, like, man. and and that wasn't a natural motion to like throw him that way and slam yeah. him on his collarbone like that. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, it, and it's it's been going on for years. And I, I Jermaine Defendi pushing Tevin Jenkins like, oh come on, man, what are you? It's like, dude, it's, no, come yeah. on.
1: And you know what? Th- th- this is this is my my biggest issue with that is that. Justin Fields has been getting the living shit kicked out of him since he, since he's become the starter of the Chicago bears, not just like missed blocks and whatnot. That's obviously been happening. I'm talking about late hits. I'm talking about really hard hits that aren't getting called for penalties. Even, even if they are, they're really, they're really going after this kid. Yeah. And that was the first time all season that someone stepped the fuck up and got in someone's face and said, Hey, that's my fucking quarterback. I mean, that, that reminded me of Kyle long, say what you will about Jay and what you thought about him, but Kyle long fucking loved that guy. Cause that was his fucking quarterback. You're going to take late hits on him. You got to see me now. Yeah. And for Jermaine if to do that, like, yeah. I, like to, to, like, had he sat him on the side afterwards and be like, Hey, I, I love that you're doing that, but we got to be smarter about it. You know what I mean? Don't get the fuck. but for you to push him like that, Jermaine, you've been sucking dick at right tackle for fucking years, bro. And for you to do that to a rookie who already looks better than you for as bad as he's looked, even as his first two starts, like what about I have seen more pancakes out of this kid in, in two bad performances than I have from you in two, three years with the Bears. And you're gonna treat him like that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Because like you like what you've started, you started a few games this year before we got you out of there for a rookie fifth round pick.
0: <laughs> who's been better than you?
1: Who's been better than you? Yeah. You you started a few games with Justin Fields in the game. Yeah. With him getting beat up, with him getting hit, and you've done nothing of the sort, and you're going to get in the face of the first guy who does? Well, and 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 so,
0: you know, I I, I it's funny because I'm 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 actually watching the highlight right now, and what's funny is that Tevin Jenkins, so like honestly, he didn't do anything until a Vikings player came in and took yep. a shot at him. Yeah, he and got then hit he first. Retali- now, granted, retaliation—you're always going to the yep. second guy always going to get caught. That's fine, but like he. He did go into it being like basically like hey like we're gonna have a problem stop fucking hitting my quarterback now. I I, I thought it was bullshit honestly that the the I don't know what they call him like the ref on the broadcast, like they're they're, I think, oh, like I do I don't remember it I Yeah. 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 It wasn't Pereira because it wasn't a Fox game. I don't know who ESPN uses. That broadcast last night was real bad. It was brutal. Um, just overall, like production quality is just, just terrible. Um, but did you see them eating fucking Lumenadis? I did. Like, dude, come on, come the fuck out. What are you-
1: they, they just get so gimmicky.
0: I, it's gimmicky. It's yeah. like stereotypical. It's just yeah, such. It's bad. But, but but what I was saying was I didn't like him being like, well, Justin, you know, that's a that's a legal hit on Justin Fields. It's like, man, we've seen quarterbacks get flags for a lot fucking less than that.
1: We saw it yeah. in that game. There was we a regular sack, and they called it a body weight sack. And then the very next fucking drive, yeah. Justin Fields gets like ones that I've seen like that, that was worse than what uh, Kirk Cousins just had, and yeah. they don't call it.
0: Yeah, and 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 so I like that. Tevin was basically like, and and he's like, he was like, well, Tevin should have. No, it's like, no, man. First of all, he's a rookie in his second game. We, this is what Tevin Jenkins was brought in for. This was the whole thing. Ryan Pace talked about how he wanted a guy like that at the left tackle position and just seeing Jermaine Effetti, like be like, ah, come on, man. What do we, it's just so weird.
1: But for him, for him to also do it, like just the way that he did it, like even if he just screamed at him, cool. It's it's two grown men in the heat of battle. I get it. I've screamed at fucking people in a men's league game, but he he shouldered him and then pushed him. That to me is like, what are we doing here, bro? Yeah. That 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 was what I'm really too. Me. He,
0: he was demonstrably it, right. upset that's, about it.
1: That's my it. whole yeah. point. Like, like the, the one dude that's showing fire for this team. And for uh, it, it, I, that that really did bother me. And, and not that I cared about the outcome of the game, but it's just like you're talking about. We're the season's over. we're talking about two guys who are the cornerstones of this team or or should be and and for some journeyman right tackle to do that yeah that's that's nuts. um but I will say the the only really thing that I wanted to touch on when it came to the game itself is you know I, it, it's really just about the most important player on the team right now with with Justin fields. um I'm still seeing people and I know you've seen it too. oh he's a bum. he's the reason that they're losing yada yada yada. If you haven't caught on that this offensive scheme and philosophy is just so far gone yeah. that it doesn't matter who's back there. As long as Matt Nagy is calling plays and this is his playbook, it's not going to succeed. All power to you, my guy. Yeah. But um, I will say this, and I've said this before, and I'm going to cont- continue to say this. Anyone who brings up Justin Fields' stats to me... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Show <laughs> him the door, Frankie.
1: You just you you're not watching the games, dude. He's dropping dimes in the end zone. We've seen this all year, and it's not to say that we would be in playoff contention if these were caught. But if if like half of these were caught, you could look at the play the, at the statue and be like, oh, that's a solid game. So you can't have it both ways. Then if because they're <laughs> dropped and they're not like there were so many tweets that I saw yesterday. They were like, maybe Justin Fields should stop throwing it right to their hands. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just I don't like what what dude, more is he what more are that, you supposed to do. That, it's that, it's
0: that throw uh, to uh, to Jimmy Graham when he's in the at the pylon and, and yeah. he gets boxed or he he loses position to Patrick Peterson. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you on this roster for? Yeah, and and again, that's something that goes against Ryan Pace. He chose to keep Jimmy Graham and yep. let Cordero Patterson fucking walk. Yep. Now, granted, Matt Nagy definitely would not have been able to figure out how to use Cordero Patterson the way that the Atlanta Falcons have. But but. Still, having him on the roster is better than not having him on the roster, yeah. right? Because then you're not spending a six-round pick on, on Jakeem Grant. Now, what I, I like Jakeem Grant. I think he's been a he's good been addition. He's been good, yeah. But now you lost a six-round pick for what? He's not going to be back next year, right? Yeah. Like, he's a he's uh, and I think.
1: I, he is, but I wouldn't be opposed to signing him to a one- or two-year deal I, after I what he either. showed
0: us. I, I agree. But, again, it, it's just these little things, man. And, oh, yeah, totally agree it 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 all kind of comes together and and I think Ryan Pace is the perfect embodiment of what you've been saying to your credit about the Bears for so long. They're they're the team where it's like if you're going to be good, be good. And if you're going to be bad, be bad. So we know, so we can move the fuck on. Because here's the thing, man, I I, I I'm thinking to myself, "Well, you know, what if what if the Bears had had the fucking balls? They wouldn't have But what if they had the balls to do what the Cardinals did? And they're like, listen, we saw what we needed to see from Josh Rosen. We're going in a different direction. We're going Kyler Murray. If they had had the balls to do that with with Mitch Trubisky, you know what I mean? Like, like, would that have worked? I, I don't know. But we never had that answer because it was like it took literally the final year of Mitch's contract for him to be like, all right he's bad. Let's, 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 let's move on from this. You know what I mean?
1: No, I, I totally agree. And that's been something that I've been saying too, since like the inception of this podcast, it's never like clean cut. And we're, we're, we're being victim of it right now. Yo, base could maybe keep his job, but but, but it's not that we're vouching for it. It's that we just know how this operation works. It's never like, Nope, let's just get a clean cut. It's like, well, that one time he did draft that one dude in the fifth round, Travis Gibson does look okay. I mean, he's looking good. And it's like, Dude, like you have to grade on an overall here, but you know it is yeah. what it is at that point. And but I, I oh I,
0: I was just gonna say last last thing to to the credit, I, you know, the broadcast had its issues, a lot of issues last year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah last yeah.
0: last night. But one thing that they did really really well, and I really appreciated it actually, was uh, Greasy and and uh, Louis Riddick going in on the Bears front office, going mm-hmm. in on Pace, going in on George McCaskey too. I feel like half the fucking league was introduced to George McCaskey. People were probably yeah. like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I thought it was Virginia McCaskey's team. <laughs> you know, I thought she yeah. was running the whole fucking thing. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I I appreciated them being like, listen, he's he's got to get this fucking thing right. And it, it was just, it was nice to hear as a Bears fan that it's not like so isolated to where the rest of the NFL doesn't really understand what's happening with the Bears. People get it. And 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 that's what I would like to see more of a change. Bring in people who get it. That it's as simple as that, man.
1: No, one hundred percent. I I totally agree. But that's why I told you just before we started recording. Like, nagy has gone. My prediction is that it's it, it's going to be it's Black Friday. It, that that's it. He he's going to be out, Or what they call it Black Monday? Whatever that is, the day the very first day you can fire people. I think he's gone. And even if it's not that very first day, he is gone. This has gone on too long. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were laughing at the Bears on national TV. There was another broadcast that was laughing at them. Now you have Monday night do it. Like, this is the type of shit. And we talk about, like, not going to games and not doing this with Gar Packs and things. Like, this is the type of shit that McCaskies aren't. Virginia, like, say what you will about Virginia, but all the former players that I've heard speak about her absolutely adore her. She we've not had a winning organization, but she doesn't fucking play when it comes to that. She's not. She didn't want this team to represent her family the way it has been. Like she is about that shit. Hopefully we can get the next thing right. Who knows? But I just know from from what I've heard from Alex Brown and Olin Krutz and and those guys like she don't fuck around.
0: Well, and and you brought up something I I was going to talk about. You saw that picture I sent you of the stands last night. There was no one at that game, Frank, that was, that was something else. There was very few people there. And I think that's, that's when it's starting to get, you know, a little bit more noticeable. Uh, That being said, the last thing I'm going to say about uh, the bears until we get to talking about them against their game in Seattle. um, Frank, I, 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 I have a feeling I know who the next bears head coach is going to be. And I'm going to read you a tweet. I'm going to ask you to guess, I'm going to ask you to guess who said this because it's, it's, this head coach candidate, is he said this, he tweeted this out. So I'm going to ask you to guess who it is.
1: Okay. <clears throat> All right. Quote,
0: high standards, structure rooted in accountability and leaders who model their etiquette, their edicts, excuse me, determine moral commitment and ultimately the behavior of their team. End quote. Who do you think said that? Your next head coach is Chicago Bears. And I know you're probably not going to be mad about it. I, I personally would be, but you know, we'll get to, we'll get to that. When I no, I don't know. I have no idea. Jim Caldwell.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be upset at that.
0: See, I told you.
1: I I I mean, I, again, not, it's not like it's not <laughs> the know, sexy man. thing. It's not like oh man. No, it's not like then, I'd be fired up about. But
0: how bears is it
1: though? But it it would be bears. But the thing is, we like. I will take someone who can set a culture and who, who I mean, he's won. He won with the fucking Lions, dude. They yeah. shouldn't have got rid of him, to be quite honest. Like, he's a good coach. He wasn't the problem. In, in he role. wasn't even close to me. He won yeah. 11 games with the fucking Lions. Like, I don't care. Like, that <laughs> yeah. hasn't happened since. Like, he he, he he's a good. But, uh, again, I think he has his limitations when it comes to, like, modern day that's the
0: thing offense you, you saw it in in the super bowl uh the, the cold super bowl against the saints uh he got you know sean payton took one creative step and G- jim caldwell kind of was like all right we'll just we'll just kind of stick to what what we do I, yeah. I don't know how to how to how to counter that but that being said i would i would be okay with him being the head coach as long as they can hire kind of that that interesting offensive coordinator, bringing in somebody who can modernize the, like if he truly understands what his role is and that is to develop his guys in, mm-hmm. and, and this team into something that can be productive moving forward. Fine. But if he's going to come in and be like, I'm running the offense, then no, no, thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, but see, but that's where, and, and I know we're going to get into a deeper conversation in this, in the off season and such, But that's what scares me though, is that we had that with Lovey. And it's not so easy to just find that offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. that offensive guy. So it's like, and even if you do, he's gonna get hired in a year. You know what I mean? Like Adam Gase had a decent season as an OC with the Bears, and I mean, just he just blew up. Like he lived off that reputation for years. And so I almost feel like what you would have to do in that situation is if you find one, if you find that offensive coordinator that you know, like a Kellen Moore or somebody you have to promote him to assistant head coach of offensive duties or make up whatever title you want to keep him there. And almost like promise, like when we're done with this head coach, you're the head coach. Like you can't, yeah. it's just almost impossible to keep those guys in the building. And I don't even know if what I just said is possible, but something would have to keep, you know, you'd have to do something to keep that guy. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, we're, we're going to have plenty of conversations about head coaches and who we want, who we don't want, kind of what we want in a head coach I think really the only thing I want to make clear again, when it comes to Justin Fields is this rookie year, I'm not, you know, banging the hammer on things that are his fault right now, because, because, because one of them is the fumbles. Yeah. He's got clean. He's, he's got to clean that up. Like, and I said this all throughout Jay Cutler's tenure, I can deal with the interceptions. If you're trying to make a play, it is what it is. That's what happens when you're trying to make a play. You're, you know, you you're throwing a 50-50 ball up to your receiver or whatever. The fumbles, whether it's in the pocket or outside, unacceptable. He's a yes. rookie right now. That that's something that he has to clean up and he has to show me, you know, that he can clean up. Yeah. Um the other things that, that I mean, you're starting to see that decision making really start to to come to fruition. I think that's only going to continue to get better. And I like I I feel like other people, I guess, just don't do this. But I, I'm i not just speaking of this as just for Justin Fields. I did this with every other rookie quarterback across the league since I was a kid. I mean, it's almost common knowledge. Like, you take this year, you see what they can do. And then from that, you see if they can improve on that. If Justin Fields is still fumbling like this in year four, year three, year two, I'm going to be much more critical of him. Yes. If the game still feels a little bit too fast way too often in year two, year three, year four, I'm going to be critical of him. But again, I, I'm taking this year to see what he can and can't do, or, or there's really nothing he can't do on the field, but things that he needs to improve on, let's talk about that. Because we had these conversations with Mitch, he could make all the throws too. He had good arm talent, but then an accuracy downfield never got better. Yeah. His his decision-making never got better. His ability to read defenses never got better. Now year three, year four, we're being extremely critical of you because you should have gotten better at this. Right. You understand? So it's like people, people who act like Justin Fields is being coddled. I don't I don't know if it, it's a mixture of you just don't understand the quarterback position or if Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert spoiled you and thinking like people can just come in and do that. that was, those were anomalies, man. They just happened to be in the same year. But like that doesn't happen. But there there's Even a reason now, there, yeah. there, there, there's a reason that people keep comparing two quarterbacks. Oh, he's the next Andrew Luck. Oh, he's the next Peyton Manning. Because it doesn't happen that often. It yeah. just and now, now in ten years, we're probably going to hear, oh, he's the next Justin Herbert. This guy's going to be, because it doesn't fucking happen that fast, man. It just never has.
0: And even Justin, or even Joe Burrow, has had his fair share of struggles this year. Like he's not perfect this year. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And and I, I don't know, man. Anyone who's really having issues with Justin Fields is like. Do you watch the offensive line. Do you watch the wide receivers drop literally every? The Bears had a wide receiver, literally line up offsides. I've never yeah. seen that happen before.
1: I know. And, well, yeah, and and but you you know what bothers me, and we said this about Mitch as well, and and my statement remains true about that too. People are rooting for it. It feels like people are rooting for Justin Fields to fail. Yes. And I just don't under. And it was the same thing. It, it, but I, I feel like we even said this about Matt Nagy. We are being critical of him because he hasn't improved on things that he should have. His play calling has gotten worse. Probably it looks it it, it looks awful. That did not mean we're rooting against the guy. We're just um we're communicating what our eyes see. I'm like. I'm being fair with Justin Fields. I'm telling you what I see that he needs to clean up. Am I fucking in a hoopla? Look, another fucking bad quarterback. In- no, you're like, <laughs> to make that jump out the window that way is asinine because the yeah. things that he has to clean up are much less than almost any other quarterback we've had in Chicago. Like, yeah. he can, like, the, the um, are the, why why am I blanking on the offensive coordinator? Uh, Bill Lazor, he talked about when he's in meetings with Justin Fields, it's never about what he did or didn't see he sees everything like his ability to read defenses and diagnose what's happening is on point. It's the speed of it that, ha- and that, that again, that's just rookie shit. Like he's going to continue to speed that up as he goes. But that's what I tell people. I can tell by looking at him that he knows what he's seeing. It just looks too fast still sometimes. Cause it is what it is. He's never played in the NFL before. He's yeah. a fucking college quarterback last year. You know what I mean? Like that's just, that's usually how it is. Um, So it's like the things that he has to clean up are, they aren't really I mean, it's the NFL, so it's not. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's it's just like that's easier to clean up than learning how to play. De- or learning how to read a defense at the elite level? If you don't know how to read defenses at the pre-snap, at the very least, as a rookie, you're you're cooked.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait until they get out of the you know the under center stuff as much. I it, it just doesn't. It's just not his game. It's just I don't know. It's uh, not, it's not
1: a lot of young quarterbacks' game. Yeah, though. that that that's that's been the problem. Is like. That people were critical of Russell Wilson about that, you know, uh, his first year. And, you know, whether or not he could be under center or not, the coaching staff recognized that he didn't he didn't do it that much. Let's just throw him in the fucking shotgun and we can work on that as yeah. the year goes on or in the offseason. Like, that's been our problem with Matt Nagy is that he's not setting people up to succeed. And we said the same thing about Mitch. Granted, I still don't think he's a starter, but neither is Nick Mullins and fucking Kyle Shanahan <laughs> and him balling. Like, there's things yeah. that these guys can do at the elite level that you can take advantage of if you're a good coach.
0: Yeah, if you can put them in, in to, position in you know, position to do that. And yeah, and we talked, you know, we, we've talked about that a number of times with yeah. just everybody. I mean, realistically on the Bears offense. But uh let's go ahead and get into our picks here, Frankie. We'll kind of I, I honestly think we're gonna blow through a lot of these because I think, there's
1: yeah. just I think we are not too. a whole lot
0: to be said this week. But uh Thursday night, San Francisco at Tennessee. It's weird. We have only a couple days, uh one day this week without football, and then we're, <laughs> then we're right back in. It's into so it. strange, dude. Um San Francisco at Tennessee. Uh, I'm going San Francisco. How about you?
1: I am going Tennessee.
0: Okay, Tennessee seems a little, a little hurt, but you know, well, Listen, I mean, when who, when
1: the times that I thought the Niners were going to win this year, they lost, and the times I thought they were going to lost, they're going to they they won. So yeah. I'm trying to flip things on their head because this year has been damn weird.
0: Yeah, and and COVID. Who knows how many people are going to be lost to COVID in you know a couple days. So, <laughs> oh, uh, Cleveland at Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. This is a Christmas game actually. So, um, yeah, going Green Bay. Baker maybe back. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm going Green Bay as well. And listen, th- th- they just have to
1: sit him the rest of the. I mean, it's it's like it's been very clear. Yeah. And. This isn't someone you know trying to stick up for him. I've never been like high or low. He's just been kind of a guy for me. Um, that that injury is is clearly compromising what he can do on a football. He's missing throws that I know he's been erratic with his with accuracy, but he's missing way more throws than we've ever seen from him in the past on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the other Christmas, the Christmas night game, uh, dude. Th- <laughs> I I don't understand what it is with these, these two teams. They're either always on at the same time, or they're always on at, like, the worst times. Uh, <laughs> Indianapolis at Arizona. Um, I'm going Indy. Give me Indy again.
1: Uh, I'm going Indy, too. There There's something, too, uh, under Cliff Kingsbury. The Cardinals don't win clinching games. Nope. Maybe they're just a tad bit fraudulent, man. I don't know. Yeah. We were really high on them, and I'm not saying they're a bad team, but but, uh, but again, we sort of talked about it. Like good good teams, when it matters, they show you that they're good. And
0: uh, and, and and losing losing Nuke, I think, is is hurting them obviously a yeah. lot more than they thought. And granted, Frank, I took a lot of heat this year, uh, this this previous offseason when I traded Kyler Murray for still then. Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford and, you know, fourth round, but whatever in our dynasty league. And people were like, oh man, you traded Kyler. It's because last year towards the end of the season, when I was still trying to make the playoffs, Kyler would give you these types of games where he would just play like ass. And it's like, it, it, he can't they can't close out the season so it's like you know i'm not saying i'm i'm you know always right because obviously cooper cup is proving me completely <laughs> different after i traded him Got 600 fantasy uh, points this season R.I.P. uh he just he just grabbed his 120th catch there's still three yeah. games left to go it's That's insane. it's insane
1: well uh what what is the, the well i guess records don't matter because we have a whole extra game but it's what yeah. was it 146 with michael thomas something like that yeah
0: he could catch that easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game He's, isn't even over. He yeah, more today. today. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. Indy, this this is a, well, the, I, the, this is a game they have to win. Again, they they have to win out. To they have to get, they, they can't keep hovering around the wild card because like literally every AFC team is now eight and six. <laughs> so yeah, they, they have to win this to to try and get that divisional game. But um, I like what I'm seeing from Indy, and you're right, Jonathan Taylor. He's a great MVP after the zero after putting up zero points. Tom Brady's out, right? It's it's Jonathan Taylor's to lose. I think. Well, the two
1: lead, the two leads have to be Aaron Rodgers and
0: Jonathan Taylor. Like like,
1: Brady is third. He's still in the conversation, but he's third right now.
0: Yeah. Put Kyler, put put Cooper Cup up there as well. Uh, And and Robert Quinn, defensive player of the year. He should win MVP. He should win him. Uh, Detroit at Atlanta. I mean, Detroit just... I, I know they lost Jared Goff to protocol, so I was going to pick Detroit, and then I was going to go to Atlanta, but then I just was like, eh, fuck it, I'm sticking with Detroit. Detroit's winning this Wait, game, who, right? so who's
1: starting for Detroit? Is it Blau?
0: It might, might be. I think I'm it going is. Detroit, baby. Yeah, go in Detroit. Be,
1: he's a better quarterback than Goff anyway. Yeah, should have been
0: starting since day one. Yeah, give me Detroit. Atlanta's absolutely terrible.
1: I want wow. the absolute worst for Atlanta.
0: Fuck them. Like... Yeah, me too. They blew that Super Bowl. I well, no not because that. of that. It's just because they're for all me, atrocious to watch. <laughs> for, for me, that's exactly why. Any team that's lost to the Patriots in a Super Bowl, I've, I absolutely hate. So, them.
1: I mean, should we, I mean, we may be, depending on who we hire this offseason, we may be hunting for a new team. Should we just be Giants fans? They're going to get a new coach too.
0: I refuse. They beat the Pats twice. I refuse to be a, uh, no, hey, you, sticking you with did,
1: so you what? You hate everyone that the Pats beat. In the Super Bowl. So you don't love the, the team that got two off them?
0: No, I love Eli Manning because he's the only reason they won. I see.
1: I see. I mean, Eli Manning Eli Manning has the same face as Tucker Carlson, and it bothers me. <laughs> that's
0: good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, they're the literally – and that's why I love the Eagles, you know?
1: That's it's what he looks that. like. That's that's... <laughs> why do you think I'm
0: happy that Carson – you know, I was happy about Nick Foles joining the Bears. Got two of those legends on our team. You're uh,
1: goddamn right.
0: Rams, Minnesota. I'm going Rams. The Minnesota Vikings are terrible. They're absolutely horrible.
1: Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the Rams as well. I mean, the Vikings should have beat the dog shit out of us. We I mean we gave them every reason to have like 40 points by the end of the game. They just refused. They just so, kept giving us the ball back.
0: Yeah, the Rams will show the Bears how to how to do it against this Vikings defense. They're really bad. they were yeah. they're really, really bad. Uh, who are you going? You're going Rams. Too. I'm going Rams. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jacksonville at the Jets. My God. Uh, I'm going Jets. I'm going Jets. This is the first time all year. I, I have picked Jacksonville a couple times this I year. I am
1: as well, yeah. And they
0: have let me down. I'm, Listen, going, I'm going I'm going. Jets.
1: I'll be goddamned if Zach Wilson beats the number one, <laughs> one overall pick. I just saw him in a hair commercial, too. Trevor Lawrence.
0: He should be a little more go. focused on showing some development than... Uh,
1: Dude, that's going to be a fun... Yes. Episode this offseason. Yes. Agreed. About the rookie quarterbacks. Agreed. I'm I'm excited for it, but I'm going with the Jaguars. I refuse to pick the Mormon the, the Mormon <laughs> warrior.
0: Giants at Philadelphia. Uh I'm going Philly, because if it's Michael <laughs> dude. Whew. I watched well, that they're game. Playing, against they're playing right, against right against now and Jalen Hurts
1: is looking like ass. I was watching that before we hopped on the pot.
0: He uh he had a just he just had a rushing touchdown, so take take it easy.
1: Oh, uh, I mean I stopped watching when it was ten oh.
0: Yeah, I'm going Philly.
1: Um. Yeah, I guess I'll go Philly too.
0: Glennon is so bad, dude. Come Glennon on, Glennon is bad. Come on, Glennon Hey, your is,
1: GM gave him 18 million bucks.
0: My GM, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Pick it easy. laughs> uh, let's see. We got Buffalo at New England. Uh, I'm going New England because, come on, it's Bill Be oh, coming man. off a yeah. loss. No way, no way he lets Josh Allen come into New England and beat him, right? Dude,
1: Josh Allen has got to get the monkey off his back, man. This is the week he does it, baby. Josh <laughs> Allen and the Bills taking – full. Well, I guess they'd be tied for Listen, the lead.
0: You know, Mac Mac looked like ass in that first half against the Colts. And then then he started doing some things that I was I was yeah. impressed by. I gotta be honest. Same. Gotta call it as I see it. Uh Baltimore at Cincinnati. Is 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 Snoop Hundley? Is is he is he a dude? Is he a legit dude? I mean,
1: he he's, a, he's looked better than Lamar, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. We disrespect him after he beat the after he beat it. she's after he beat the Bears, that's just because we didn't know his name. <laughs> this kid, this kid's been playing all right. He's been making making a few throws.
0: Yeah, it's 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 been enjoyable to watch. I'm not gonna lie to you, especially because he actually knows how to get the ball to uh, to yeah. Mark Andrews.
1: Right, but but see, but but this is the thing though, and I was telling this to my dad. He called me. He's like, "Dude, how the fuck? How is you know? How are the Ravens doing this to the Packers right now?" And like, we look like shit against them. And I'm like, the the biggest. He's like, and they got their backup quarterback. I was like, Dad, the thing is, they have an identity, so their backups can also do some things that the starters do. Maybe not at that elite level, but they know what they want their offense to look like, so they can plug the next guy in. And it's not gonna look all that far off from the first guy. Now, over a full stretch of a season, it will look very off. But you can plug that guy in there. You know what I mean? And 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 but that that's been the big and and you know, we're a Bears pod, so I sort of relate things back to us, but that's been the biggest problem is that we can't like we don't have that identity. So people see that and they're looking at other teams as a Bears fan and they're like, damn, like how is how are they still doing it and they don't have so-and-so? And it's like because they have an identity, they know what they yeah. want to do, they they know how to how to plan for their their you know their guy not being there.
0: And and Frank, there is no other sport where coaching matters more than the NFL. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. The the Ravens not only have a really, really damn good head coach, maybe top five, probably top five. I'm just I I, I think there's I can't. I probably wouldn't. I mean, the only two. I was
1: just gonna say the only two would be Bill B and Mike Tomlin that I'd put above them.
0: Yeah, right now maybe Andy
1: Reid and a good good discussion and
0: and Frank Reich. You know, you don't want to don't forget about
1: absolutely not about him. It's (laughs) horrible.
0: But uh, they also have an offensive coordinator who does what he does. He knows what he's doing. He's really really good. Uh, And the Bears don't have that. So. Uh, I, I need Cincinnati to wake up a little bit. I need that offense to to get going. I need him to stop throwing the ball to T Higgins and to, you know, get, throw it, throw to Jamar Chase. Let, Dude, let T Higgins
1: is best the best receiver on that team. I've been saying it. it all year.
0: Take, Take it easy. Uh, <laughs> chargers at Houston, man, Davis Mills did what he needed to do. Got Brandon Cooks going for my fantasy team. Got to, got to love hey, that. Got to love seeing that. But speak, speaking of
1: quarterbacks, <laughs> I'm going Chargers too. Yeah, yeah, Speaking of rookie quarterbacks. He's been better than quite a few of these other rookies.
0: Listen, he did play Jacksonville. That's all I'm going to say. I get
1: it. I get it. But That's I'm just I'm saying, say. if I had to do a power ranking right now, Mac Jones is one. There's no other argument. Yeah. Justin Fields is probably two. Davis Mills might be two, actually. But, I mean, he, I, I I wouldn't be mad if anyone had – because the, point, the overall point I'm making, I wouldn't be mad if anyone had him above Lawrence – Wilson and Fields, because he's been playing all right. He's been playing good. Now, granted, we may be grading on a scale because he was a 17th round pick, but he's been looking good.
0: <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but we're both going Chargers. So, Correct. It uh, doesn't matter. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Tampa Bay. There's no way Carolina beats them.
1: I'm taking Tampa Bay as well. And I, they're, I, I they're, this is going to be. They're in be trouble. A-
0: they're in trouble, man. Tampa is? they lost Godwin. I know season. ACL out the year.
1: That sucks. I wanted him on the bears next year. That's okay. We're just going to get Gallup instead. Um, but
0: speaking of into existence, Frank.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing though. I, th- this is a vague prediction, but it's going to mean something here soon. There are going to be some headlines about Matt rule in the off season. I can feel it coming. There's yeah. something brewing over there, man. Yeah. I'm not urban Meyer brewing, but like there's something brewing. I agree. Something's up.
0: I agree. I, I totally agree. Uh, Chicago at Seattle. Oh. This may be the worst game of the year. I am going to pick Seattle because I, I the Bears are done, right? Like, but I,
1: I don't know. I can't good
0: faith pick the Bears, right? No, dude, they just scored but nine can't, points. Can
1: you? In good, I mean, but that's what the Seahawks have been doing all fucking year. They average the same amount of points as the Bears,
0: but they have a better they have a better coach. Do they? No, they do. I'm kidding, I, I, Come on. I'm kidding.
1: he he's oh, a better head coach. Don't talk about offensive me ph- offensive philosophy <laughs> don't talk is on par. <laughs> I'm yeah, going don't... Seattle too, but I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if this is one of the games that the Bears pull off. This is gonna be an ugly game.
0: Yeah. I I completely agree. And I'm not gonna spend my time breaking this thing down because I don't care. Because we don't care anymore. All we're watching for at this point is the fields develops and how the offensive line plays. I really hope Larry Borum is back so I never have to see Jermaine Fetty take another bear, uh, snap as a Chicago I bear.
1: agree. The other thing we're looking for too, I'm, you know what I'm really looking forward to in the offseason as well, and this just into what I'm going to say, is just sort of like player evaluation and like who who are keepers who are not, and we may even split it to like one, you know, one week is an offense, the offense side of the ball, and one week is the defense is to really dig deep. I, like, Cole Komet, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like, man, he's one that I watch for, too, every week. And I don't know what exactly it is. Like, next year for me is just going to be sort of like, all right, you got to put it all together. Because he does sometimes make ri- – like, that third down catch that he made was like, hey, that's a little something right there. But then he'll just make an easy drop or he'll just completely whiff on a chip block. <laughs> and you're like – well, how do we draft this guy in the second round? Like he's got a, this year is over. So it it is what it is. I really hope he puts it together because I I see the athletic ability that he has. Like he he didn't have like the Darren Waller type of thing, but he, he needs to be our Jason Witten is what he needs to be.
0: He needs to break a tackle every that's now and then because he, yeah. he gets he gets hit and then he kind of just goes down it's kind of like Adam Shaheen except he doesn't get hurt when he lands on the football <laughs> and loses no, his career here's the it. thing
1: he's never looked lost like Shah- <laughs> Shaheen didn't know what I mean Shah- yeah. Shaheen looked like he had played hockey his whole life and just yeah. fall, fell into a football field
0: now they 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 do need to and, and I'll be curious to see if a play caller can kind of get a little bit more out of him and usually year three is around where you see those tight ends start to yeah. develop a little bit more and you know show something but I mean you know George Kittle's been doing the damn thing for his oh, entire no, career. No, so. for sure.
1: But that being said, to be fair on him, and again, not to get too deep, we'll we'll, we'll talk about this off shit. But he has taken a step from year one to year two. As critical, yes. and like as, as, as annoying as I've been with him, sometimes he's definitely taken a step. He's looked better this year than last. He just year, so doesn't look that, like a
0: yeah. He just doesn't look like a key piece to the offense, which is what we're looking for.
1: Which I also think we we're, we're gonna tell who is who. If we have a solid offensive scheme next year, and it, it, you you can almost blame some of it on Nagy, too. If next year he looks good, and you're like, hey, this overall scheme also looks good. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so we'll <laughs> yeah. see. I, I, obviously, a lot to be said, but he's another one that I really look look towards and and God damn
0: it, can he be frustrating? I I think the same can be said for Mooney if I'm being one hundred percent honest with you. there are times where he like he just doesn't he just kind of disappears. and like that that throw into the end zone by Fields, while it wasn't perfect, that's one he's got to catch. That that That's one that superstar wide receivers catch. That's one where I, they they toe drag and, you know, they get the feet down. Totally that, agree. That's one he's got to catch. If he's going to be I, a wide receiver, one. If he's going to be a wide receiver, he,
1: one. I think he caught that, though. I think that was a catch. I think I they got too. that one wrong because his knee hit before – his what, what what was the other thing that hit out of bounds? Like his yeah, foot his hit, elbow. and then the knee of the same the elbow, yeah. and then the knee of the same leg hit, which constitutes two feet. He he was in. Granted, you're right. Drag the other foot. What The fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> but he's,
0: he's
1: got. I, I give the, the overall point. You're, not even just that example. This has happened before with him. Like he he needs to he needs to consistently make make those plays.
0: Agreed. Uh, Denver at the Raiders. If Teddy if Teddy plays, I'll probably pick Denver, but for now I'm gonna go Raiders. I'm going
1: Raiders either way. Like the, the Denver's defense is really good, but they're not like shut you down great. <laughs> yeah. And the Raiders, for all, you know, they can still score. They can still move the ball. Like this version of Teddy, I don't know if it was like it was just last year, like Matt Rule, his scheme defenses weren't caught onto yet, but Teddy looked so much better last year versus this year, and you it, it almost gave you optimism because you're like, he has better weapons in Denver than he did in Carolina, and he's just looked exponentially worse. I don't get it. Like, if they, if they have to put up points, they can't do it. I'm going with the yeah. Raiders.
0: I agree. Uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City, Kansas City all the way. They're back. They're, they're you know, number yeah. one seed. They're yes. back where they need to be. Correct. All good. All good Kansas here. City
1: is winning that game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sunday night. Washington and Dallas. Yikes. Uh give me Dallas, but that offense, man, I don't know what they're a going broken team
1: right now. Yeah. I'm going Dallas too, but I'm not very confident in that. Uh
0: and then our Monday night game, for some reason, Miami at New Orleans. <laughs> um That's a strange matchup. It's a strange I don't really know what the play there is in terms of like is it like a Drew Brees thing? He's like, oh, it could have been a dolphin, but
1: I, yeah. I, 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 honestly, that's <laughs> I probably a
0: good thing. because then Bush. they don't have some stupid you know, they have like a Reggie Bush connection. They do have a there. Reggie
1: Bush connection, they're gonna get him on there, yeah. Uh but I I'm going
0: Miami. Give me two. Give me two. I'm all going there. Miami
1: as well, and the defense has really picked yeah. it up. Like they're yeah. they're they're a top five, top eight defense right now. Um yeah. and I mean Taysom Hill is is bad. Like yeah. it, it like I, I know the, the Bears rumors are, are probably a shot in the dark, but I wouldn't doubt that Sean Payton is making not Maybe maybe not necessarily this offseason. I think he's going to make his way out. I mean, like what what can they're they're in cap hell. They're eventually going to have to foot the bill on this. Like they keep pushing it back and back and back. <laughs> but they're they're going to have to eventually. And it's just yeah. going to be a bad rebuild for a few years. And I I think he's past that.
0: Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Corked Up Podcast. NFL Week 16 We're already, already here, man. It's getting close. It's getting close. Yeah. Frank, best of luck to you in uh, in football playoffs and fantasy playoffs. Um,
1: one 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 to match up. I had a buy and I won my other one. I'm fucking raring to go, baby.
0: Let's let's get it done. Let's Miles get it done. Sanders
1: just secured the win for me. Big I've been talking fly. a lot of shit because here's the thing. I'm bad in a couple leagues. Like I'm rebuilding, and people don't let up on me. I'm not being nice anymore. If my team's good, <laughs> I, you, I've been talking You're, shit to Coy for weeks.
0: He—he's a guy that deserves it, though. He was rooting for me to lose this week, and I just high—I I think I'm about to get the high score in our in our league overall. So he can go fuck himself. All right. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. Hey, Jackie, your boy's getting boosted tomorrow, at 10 a.m. Get it done. Getting Frankie. the 6G in my fucking veins. <laughs> Upgrade. Give me the mark of the beast.
0: <laughs> up, up, upgrading from, from 5G. Right. Yeah. I'm absolutely. ready for
1: it, Satan. Take me, baby.
0: All right, Frankie. I'll talk to you later, man.
1: (laughs) All right, Jackie. Later.